Be prepared for offensive language throughout adult and sexual themes. This week's episode is sponsored by Tiffany Haddish fucking white dress. Queer as pop, episode four. Welcome. This week, I got an announcement to make for astronomical reasons and also legal reasons. I had to change my name for this podcast, my Twitter, my Instagram, everything. Right now, I'm going on a new different name that actually kind of suits. And it fits the direction that I want to take this podcast and everything that it's surrounding. And from now on, I will go as Wally Fox. Fox with double X. F-O-X-X. So from now on, you can find me on social media as Wally Fox. That is Wally F-O-X-X underscore in Instagram. Wally F-O-X-X underscore on Twitter. Also, you can find me on YouTube. So make sure you follow me on all my social medias. Changing gears. From now on, on the first part of the podcast, I'm gonna give you a really fast rundown on the hot topics of the week. So let's do it. It's time for... So the first person we're gonna talk on this week's hot topics is Wendy, Wendy. Wendell, Wendell. Bartholomew, Ortho, Rufus, Clyde, Theodis, Pookie, Early, Samuel, Ellington. Williams. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Wendy Williams. How you doing? She is still sick. She's not coming back to the Wendy Williams show until the 19th. Therefore, starting this Monday, we will have a full week of a new host in the Wendy Williams show. One week only. We will have Jerry O'Connell he is he's an American actor I don't really care that much about his acting but the few times he has been on the Wendy Williams show he has been a delight you know he is not gay but he is a good Judy he is actually the perfect fit and while she was insulted When TMC asked her, is there going to be a replacement? She was like, oh, I will never have a replacement for my own show. And I think producers were like, no, bitch. We have sponsors. We have people. We have a production. We have a team. We have stylists. We have makeup. We have lights. We have cameras. We have audience who had already booked to come to New York. We have sponsors. The sponsors need their cash back. 
So good luck to Jerry O'Connell. And like RuPaul says, don't fuck it up. Do you guys know the good news about Sabrina, the teenage witch? Yes, honey. She is getting a new show. Sadly, it's not going to be the Sabrina Spellman we know and loved from the sitcom of the 90s. This time is going to be an adaptation of the comic The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Last year it was reported that there was going to be a live action series of the comic by Warner Brothers. However, this year it was confirmed that it has moved to Netflix. It will be two seasons compromising of 10 episodes each. Filming for the first season will begin also on March 19th. It is expected to film back to back with the second season. Kiernan Shipka is going to be Sabrina Spellman. She has been on Mad Men and if you squint for a moment she looks like Melissa John Hart of the sitcom of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It is an amazing casting. Also, oh my god, I'm so excited by this. Salem is going to be on the show. Sadly, it's not going to be the robotic Salem we we all love, but Salem is back. There's no announcement as to when it's going to be premiered on Netflix. So let's see what happens and I hope they really don't ruin the legacy of everything, you know, like the books, the, the, the comics, the TV shows, the movies. It has been an amazing ride and now it's going to be a darker version. We're going to see the other side of, of the story. It's not going to be a sitcom. It's going to be a series. I remember on the first live action film, they tried to make it not as cartoony, but they didn't go that far. They still wanted to make coming of age movie. I'm such a fan. Let's hope it all goes well. Much luck to all the people on the chilling adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> Oh, Tori Spelling, what is going on? Actress Tori Spelling is having a moment. She is having a Britney Spears 2007 moment. Go to the light. Go to the light and see Jesus. It has been reported that the actress had a meltdown of nuclear proportions. And 911 has been called twice to her house, even to a restaurant where she was having dinner with her husband, Dean McDermott. And I think this is the end of the road for her. Not like she is going to do something crazy, but the pressure is too much. As some of you remember, Tori Spelling was part of the original cast of Beverly Hills 90210 and since then it has been a really rocky ride. 
she doesn't get a lot of shows. She is estranged with her mother. Her father passed away. Aaron Spelling, a really important producer in Hollywood. She has five kids with Dean McDermott. It's so frustrating because she is a woman that could have it all. But first, she has a lot of kids. Then she doesn't have a relationship with the woman who can give her the the whole spelling empire, and she and she, then she decides her husband shouldn't work so he can take care of the kids, and allegedly they own a lot of money. And the antics she and her husband have done on reality TV it has not helped. It's all dramatic and dramatic and we have family problems and we don't know what to do and I'm scared and I don't have anyone to turn around to and I don't have my mother, I don't have my father, I'm stuck in this marriage and he is a lazy fuck and I don't know what to do, I have five kids and Hollywood doesn't want, so it's like on and on and on and on this is a girl that I have been following for a long time as to I just want to see her shine because she is not an evil bitch you, you know how how sometimes uh, people from Hollywood and people who are attached to an important name can be really bitchy and Hollywood is a really tough place for someone who is so fragile and she is not well. I hope this is not a plot line for some new reality show. Oh god, five kids. Good luck, Tori Spell. Do you believe in body after 71? Chair. One name. No introduction, honey. She performed at the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Parade of 2018. This woman looks amazing. She looks sickening. She is wearing next to nothing and she has the perfect body. I know, we're just saying, well, she is a celebrity and she can get operations and plastic surgery, so it's not really real. I know what you're saying. But still, I wish at 71, I could look like that. Or at least I could have the money to look that good. And this is a woman who is the polar opposite of, of Trump, but still does the same thing. She tweets her mind. If you are not following her on Twitter, you are losing one of the most historical pieces that the internet has given us. Go to her Twitter. Go to her Twitter page. I'll wait. Go, go and look. And then come back. Scroll a little bit. 
Obviously, most of the things are political views, but she doesn't give a fuck. She says what's on her mind. When she is on stage, she is the share we all love and praise. But when she is on Twitter, oh, don't comfort her because she will respond. She doesn't know how to retweet yet, but she can read a bitch. You can go and see her live in Las Vegas this May. She has several dates at the Park Theater at Monte Carlo Resort and Casino. Tickets are available online. Kathy Griffin is back, bitches, after all the backlash after last year's horrible photo she took. She is finally back. Last week she went on real time with Bill Maher. She had a nice segment where she talked about everything that happened afterwards. She says she's down to three gay friends. <laughs> she was given a lot of shit by the government. She says she is on the Interpol list. Yes, she is considered an international criminal. Can you believe that? That by taking a stupid, 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 dumb photo, they can put you on the Interpol list. And every time she goes to an airport, she is detained by security until they clear her out. That's insane. And this is a direct vendetta by Trump. I totally believe this is something that he always wanted to do and he got away with it. She lost her career. She had to do a tour overseas where she was detained on every fucking airport. She's not a young comedian anymore. She needs live gigs. If you know anything about show business, you know that live shows equal income for comedians or singers, musicians. Live shows are the ticket because people don't sell albums anymore. So she has announced that she is doing a North American tour. She is going on several cities on the United States. She's also going to Canada. And oh my God, I never thought I will ever, ever, ever say these words. She is coming to Mexico. She is coming to Mexico. I'm so happy. I don't know what to do with myself. I just want a date to know how I need to see her live. She has already booked a show at Carnegie Hall. That is amazing. And I hope that by booking Carnegie Hall, she books a lot of more seats in another states because she is one of the few comedians that still says it like she means it. She's fearless. She is a talented woman and she is a good woman. She does she does a lot of things for the LGBT plus community. 
when she got married, the last time she got married, she told her guest that they didn't need to bring a physical wedding gift. All they needed to do is write a check to Amfar. Amfar is the foundation of AIDS research. You can go to kathgriven.com and subscribe to her mailing list because she is going to give away tickets. So go to kathygriffin.com, subscribe to her mailing list, and welcome back, Kathy. Isn't Scientology one of those things where you really like someone and then once you hear they're a Scientologist, you're like, mm, I'm out. <laughs> In reality shows news, American Idol is back for season number 16. This time is going to be a different concept, according to producers, where it's not going to be the freak show that it used to be back in the, the day when they used to show bad auditions. Now they're going to focus more on the good ones. And the show is already getting a lot of attention because, because Katy Perry is one of the judges and she is going to be the meme queen of 2018. Girl, get ready, they gonna meme me your ass to death, bitch. <laughs> Wait, what does meme mean? You know how they, um... Meme! Yeah, that. <laughs> she is such a cringe. She wants to be so relatable to everyone, but she cannot do it. She tries too hard. Let's remember the witness era really didn't work like she thought it would. The singles really did not chart well. The, the album was kind of ignored. I will say this is her art pop era. And even art pop had its momentum. But witness not even Nicki Minaj, not even the weekend that she was stuck in a house, Big Brother style, that didn't help. She has good songs, don't get me wrong, she really has good songs. But it's hard to believe her music. You sold your soul for hits and now you are scared that you cannot come back. I'm not talking religious crap or Illuminati shit, but I can see fear in her eyes because she sold herself as bubblegum. And bubblegum pops, bitch. So now she's doing American Idol along with Lionel Richie and some guy, some country guy. I, I, I really don't care. I don't even want to Google him. We don't know who he is, but he's getting paid. Get your coins, boy. And she is the big winner of this season because she is cashing $25 million. Good luck to the kids of American Idol. And uh, the only thing I can tell you is one thing. You will never be Kelly Clarkson. And this goes to everyone, like the guys from The Boys, this new show that, that nobody cared about. Did, did you watch The Four? Because I didn't. I saw DJ Khaled, I saw P. Diddy, 
I saw Megan Trainer and I was like, hell no, I'm not watching this bullshit. They are so annoying. I love DJ Khaled, don't get me wrong. But honey, keep that baby away. Don't put that baby to work. Babies are not supposed to work. They are supposed to be babies. And Megan Trainer, honey, you and your tired ass single. Predictable lyrics, predictable song, predictable music that has to that wants to uplift teenager girls into believing in themselves because he has to love you for who you are. What's inside? Not your body. You know what I mean? American Idol premiered this Sunday. If something interesting happens, then I'm going to tell you about it. But otherwise, I could give a damn. There's only one queen. And that is Kelly Clarkson. Bitch. Talking about shitty shows, the Oscars were last weekend. Adam Rippon was criticized for his tuxedo with harness that he wore on the Oscars. I think it was okay because at the Oscars people don't push boundaries on the red carpet. People want to look pristine. And that is fucking boring. And Adam Rippon is totally doing what we thought Lady Gaga will do. I thought she was going to go over the top. And she will be like, Bjork, you with your swan dress, hold my beer. I'm gonna do something crazier than you. And she didn't. So, Adam Rippon... You did good, girl. You did good. And another thing that happened also on the red carpet, Ryan Seacrest. People were ignoring him. And he didn't get the big interviews for E! News. One of his biggest interviews with Taraji P. Henson. Oh, honey. That was... Oh, honey. That was so painful to watch because she put him on his place. All of this because Ryan Seacrest has been accused of sexual harassment by a former employee, allegedly. E! News, girl, you, you always are into some bullshit. And that's what you get, Ryan Seacrest, because, because of you we have the Kardashians. So suck on that. And on music news, you guys, do you even care? The queens are giving us all that we needed and wanted and we are ignoring them. Lily Allen has a new album, do you care? She has already a single that is a fucking banger. Trigger bang. Ooh, that song is fire. She has also released two promotional singles one of them is higher and she released oh my god this ballad called three i'm warning you 
If you listen to three, you are going to cry. Because I cried. I cried like a baby with that song. Another queen that has given us songs is Kylie Minogue. She released her first single, Dancing, from her upcoming album, Golden. And she has also released Stop Me From Falling. They both have this um, country vibe that is following this country era for all the girls. You know, Hilary Dove had her country moment, Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga, and now Kylie Minogue. What is really interesting is that it really fits her. It really fits her. Those are really good bops. But I don't think people are putting that much attention. And I wish people were because uh, Kylie is one of the few people who don't do stupid music. She is one of the few pop girls that that she's like, no, I'm not going to try some R&B shit. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to put what? A rapper? with me? No. I'm Kylie Minogue. I'm going to do pop. I'm going to do bops. Me and 100 naked dancers. And I'm going to give you the gayest show on earth. Her new album Golden is released on the 6th of April. Another one who is also going to give us new music soon is Sally Banks. She is releasing Fantasia 2, which is the sequel for Fantasia 1. So far, she has released Moving On Up and it's a totally Sally Banks song. Iggy Azalea is also another one who is, is trying to give us something. This time, she is giving us her single Savior. And uh, is not what it's a nice song. That's a dirty low down monkey with a wig on. She she was on a great lane for digital distortion. I don't know if you remember. She was going to release a new album called Digital Distortion, but something happened with her label and it was shelved. All of it. So she had to start all over again. Other girls that are going to give us that are going to give us new music is one of my favorite 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 groups of all time, Dumb Blonde. If you haven't heard Dumb Blonde, go and check them out. They released their debut album on 2015 and and they have been recording their sophomore album. If you don't know who Don Blonde is, it's an American duo consisting of Aubrey O'Day and Shannon Bex. If you'll remember, they were part of this little group called Danny T. Kane. And I encourage you to listen to their first album, also called Don Blonde, because it is Amazing, it's a pop masterpiece. Beyonce with JC on the run to pre sale for title members starting March the 14th. 
Now, let's go to some drag race tea. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, we are on the final week of All Stars 3. This has been one of the most confusing seasons ever, not for a good reason. Vanilla Cram eliminated herself, then Morgan, Mike Michaels, came back and she was eliminated on the next episode. So right now the people on the final are Bibi, Trixie, Shangela and Kennedy. In my opinion, in my own honest opinion, I think Shangela should, should win. I think she is the deserving winner of this season because she has proven that she came prepared, she came ready, she has not had a bad moment that I can recall. The only thing I'm annoyed is her constant Game of Thrones references, but other than that, she has done amazing. So I'm either Team Trixie or Team Shangela, but I think Shangela deserves because we have seen the <laughs> the lip syncs this season and Trixie honey you cannot you're a comedian you're funny you're hilarious you're intelligent you're talented you're a good singer but you are not made for lip sync on the main stage I'm sorry girl so I still hate your personality but I like your hair season 10 is going to happen next week and we already know several of the judges. Christina Aguilera is going to be the first judge of the season. From what I understand, the first the first episode is going to be like the Lady Gaga episode. With that pink wig, she looks a lot like Pheromone. And Pheromone agrees with that sentiment. So, <laughs> it's so pretty. Other guest judges on the season are going to be Shania Twain, Courtney Love, Ashanti and sadly I'm sorry to to tell you guys yes we have to deal with them Lena Dunham and Halsey Oh god I don't like those two uh, Alyssa Edwards is going to coach on one of the episodes in a dancing challenge so let's see how that goes I love Alisa another thing we have to talk about you guys really quickly the RuPaul backlash mm -mm -mm -mm. RuPaul was facing major backlash last week for comments he made in a recent interview with The Guardian writer Decca Aitkenhead asked RuPaul about the contradiction between his playfully elastic sensibility and the militant earnestness of the transgender movement. Although the interviewer noted that RuPaul picked his words carefully, his answer kind of said that he probably wouldn't admit a transgender woman if she had already started gender affirming surgery 
you you can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body. He says, it takes on a different thing. It changes the whole concept of what we're doing. And a lot of people, you know, are saying that that is transphobic to say because there are a lot of uh, trans drag queens. A lot of them are. And for him to say that that it's almost like cheating when you have real boobs, when the other girls need to make the illusion that they have boobs. I wish he would understand that it's not that black and white. We all look at Drag Race as a platform where we want to see everything under the spectrum. And, and that's a problem I have with the gay community because we feel And I say we because I've been I used to be like that. We feel that we are diff we are different than them. We are fighting a different fight than transgenders. And I think this comes from the idea of straight people that we all want to be transgender. When I come out of the closet The third question I get asked is, oh, so you, you want to be a woman? The first question is, oh, when did you know? The second question is, do your parents know? And the third question is, so you want to be a woman? And it's kind of confusing to a lot of people to understand that, no, if I like men, That doesn't mean I want to be the woman in the relationship. I just want to be a man with another man. So I think that is why gay men are so eager to dissociate with the trans movement. Because we, we, because we are like, no, we are not like them. They are doing their thing. We are doing our thing. But when it comes to discrimination, we have to call it what it is. And there's a lot of discrimination in the gay community. And there's a lot of discrimination from whites to Asians to blacks. There's a lot of discrimination from people who have a good body. And how they don't want to be around fat people, you know, that... What do they say? No fat, no femmes, no Asians. And I have friends who are like that, sadly. They don't want to be associated with really feminine men. Or they don't want to be fat or be around fat people. And they don't want to be with someone that is not in the same economic status and... There's a lot of things going on in the gay community and it's so confusing because it's like okay we're we're we want progress we want change in the world but how the fuck are we going to achieve that if we we keep continuing this discrimination within the community so that's just my little two cents that I want to keep about that because I think there's a lot of discrimination and while I don't 
say RuPaul is correct, I think RuPaul is a man that is still learning. And I wish people would let people learn. Uh, if I ever say something hurtful or transphobic or homophobic or racist or whatever, it is my duty to learn and to change what is wrong. But I think we live in a society right now where when people say something before they even have the chance to explain themselves, we put a label on them. Racist, transphobic, homophobic. Do you know what I mean? We are quick to put labels on people and that is not right. He is wrong, but that is not right to say that he is transphobic. He, I think he comes from this era and this area of drag where everybody is fair game. Sadly, he, he is beginning to realize that doesn't translate today. People are really sensitive. And while I don't like it, sadly, it's something that we have to deal with. People are really sensitive. And if I say something wrong, there's going to be a witch hunt to every, each and one of us. And this goes back to what I was talking about, Kathy Griffin. For a picture, she got a lot of shit. And we all are in that position in our lives. That sucks. So to finish that thought, I hope drag race changes and we can see more diversity because it's, it seems that the queens are getting younger and younger and younger and skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. Where are the big girls? Where are the straight girls? Where the straight uh, drags, because you cannot deny there are straight drag performers, drag kings. We need a drag king on drag race because drag is everything. Drag is like art pop, it can mean anything. And that was officially the queer fact of this week. And right now, it's time for another section of the Gag of the Week. This week's gag, it's Barbie. Mattel released a special collection of Barbie dolls for the Shiro collection where they emulate real women. That had made a change in the world. This year they decided to add one special doll based on Frida Kahlo, the Mexican artist. When the Frida Kahlo estate is not happy. On a statement, the great niece of Frida Kahlo says the company Mattel does not have the proper authorization to use the image of Frida Kahlo. We trust that if the company Mattel was the victim of a deception or its improper acting derives from the previous ignorance about the ownership of the rights, it will immediately re regulate the situation with the understanding that if not, we will see ourselves in the imperative need 
to take the necessary measures to safeguard the intellectual property rights that assist us on the image of Frida Kahlo. And can I just say something? Mattel has a lot of nerve to make a Frida Kahlo doll. Frida Kahlo in some part of the universe is pissed as fuck. Why, you ask? Why? Because she was a communist. She doesn't do this. And there's this kind of... I don't know what is going on in the world, but suddenly everybody loves Frida Kahlo and Frida Kahlo in a mug, Frida Kahlo in a in a towel, Frida Kahlo in a t-shirt. That there's there's a female product company that has put the Frida Kahlo image on tampons. Can you believe that? On fucking tampons. Tampons is the last thing that comes to mind when I think of Frida Kahlo. She must be pissed. And I hope Mattel gets sued for every fucking cent they own to the Frida Kahlo estate. Bitch. Choices. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so to finish this week's episode, I'm going to finish with the word of the day. The word of the day is fish and chips. Oh, yes, honey. You might have heard it if you are listening from the UK. But if you haven't heard this term, fish and chips, <laughs> fish and chips was a term that gays used in the UK in the 90s to refer to the wife and children of their lover. So if you had a lover or a companion or a boyfriend that happened to be married, you will refer to her family as oh, he had to visit his fish and chips uh, last week so that's why I didn't see him that is so crazy the woman is the fish and the chips are the children every fucking day you learn something and that is not right but it's okay thanks for listening this week's episode I hope you had a great time today I hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for subscribing. I, I've noticed we have a new subscribers. Hi. 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 And um, please follow me on Twitter as Wally Fox. That's Wally F-O-X-X underscore. And I will see you next week for a new episode of Queer as Pop. And I hope you have a puppet wick with your fish and chips darling <laughs> <laughs>